What's good, everyone? Welcome to Rabbit's Take. Uh, today is Ju Tuesday, July 19th. I'm your host, Jack Sperry. Thanks for stopping by today. Tonight is the MLB All-Star Game held in L.A., uh, which can be found on Fox at 7 p.m. Central Time tonight. Last night, Juan Soto won the Home Run Derby, taking home the massive $1 million cash prize. Uh, and with a, sling, with a swing like his, I don't think anyone was surprised. Um, you know, with all the trade rumors going around him, surrounding him right now, and, you know, with how bad the Nationals are, Juan Soto's kind of been buried. You know, his play has been buried this year. Um, but it was great to see him on the national stage getting it done last night, and that I'm sure that that performance helped his trade prospects uh, at least a little bit. So obviously everyone knows how great Juan Soto is. I'm sure one of the, the big market teams, the, the big salary teams, Red Sox, Yankees, somebody is going gonna, gonna to put together a massive package to go get him. And it'll be super exciting to see what the Nationals can get for Soto. But, man, he, he was impressive last night. So I'm going to do something that I haven't done in a little while here, and I've never done on the podcast. I'm going to be revealing my uh, Rabbits rankings for Major League Baseball today. I haven't done one since opening day, and now that we're uh, around midseason here, we're at the All-Star break, figured it was a good time. Uh, to sit down and put together my list of the top 10 teams in the ma in the majors right now. So starting off with number 10, I got the San Diego Padres. Now the Padres have skidded a bit as of late, um, but in June they were only, I think, two and a half games outside of first uh, from the Dodgers. And to keep up with the Dodgers for, you know, couple months there I mean that's pretty impressive and without Fernando Tatis Jr. I might add uh, they're expected to get him back towards you know in a couple weeks uh, and once they get him back in the lineup I think that's going to make a major difference uh, they've skidded now to I think 10 games back uh, from the Dodgers in the a or in the NL West but I'm you know I'm excited to see what this what this Padres team can do once Tatis gets back in the lineup. Their pitching is it's all right. You know their lineup is is doing all right as well. So um, I like San Diego. I like their prospects. I think they're a playoff team this year, uh, and they're number ten on my list. Number nine, I have Philadelphia, um, and the Phillies fired Joe Girardi this season, and they've been they've been better since he left. They've been better since he left. Bryce Harper is. Uh, you know he's back he's been doing really really well uh the pitching is still uh you know it's still impressive uh, the rotation that they have and you know their run differential i think they're at like plus 65 right now which is um i think like top six top seven in the mlb right now so um, i think they're in good shape heading into the second half of the season right now they're third in the nl central um they're behind both atlanta and the new york mets but I like what this team has to offer. I like their lineup. I like their pitching. I think that they're ready to make a run here and make things really interesting there in the NL Central in the second half of the year. Number eight, I have the St. Louis Cardinals. And, you know, it's weird with the Cardinals because they, they haven't really gone on any streaks throughout the entire season. Like, they haven't lost four in a row, and they haven't won four in a row all season. They've been very consistently consistent. Um, you know, they're not really a team that's going to bust off six, seven, eight wins in a row, but, you know, they're going to con consistently deliver victories. They're not going to skid. They're not going to, uh, you know, this is just a very solid team. I know that they're, 
but they're no this is the NL Central they're they're second in the NL Central right now but um you know they're behind Milwaukee who I don't even have on this list but I I sincerely think that St. Louis is the better team I think that they will uh, make a run here in the second half of the year and I think that they will be NL Central champs Number seven, I have the Seattle Mariners. Uh, plain and simply, this is the hottest team in baseball right now. 14 straight wins heading into the All-Star break. They've been fantastic. Their pitching uh, is, a, is a plus this year, which is which is a nice change of pace for the Mariners. Uh, they have a lot of really young, exciting players. Uh, J-Rod, the rookie sensation, has been lighting it up. Um, and he put on a bit of a show last night, too, in the Home Run Derby. So that was nice to see. Uh, but this is a very exciting young team who, you know, they're on the up and up. And I'm very excited to see what they can do in the second half of the year. Number six, I have the Tampa Bay Rays. And right now this team is 10 games over 500, despite the fact that they have a bevy of injuries. I mean, some of the, uh, most of their really high-end players are on, the, are on the injured list. You know, they're trying to get their way back and they're in the thing about Tampa Bay is that they're is that they're slated to get most of these guys back by the by playoffs and it looks like that they're putting themselves in position to be a wild card team right now and you know once they get all these guys back if they get all these guys back healthy and ready to go for po- for the postseason I think that these guys have the potential to go on a, a really inspiring kind of playoff run like they did a couple seasons ago uh, number five I have the Houston Astros the Astros are clearly the second best team in the American League right now. Their pitching is starting to, I mean, they've lost so many pitchers these last couple of years, and the fact that they've been able to uh, maintain like a high level of pitching. They have the, they have an AL leading uh, team ERA right now, which is inc- incredibly, incredibly impressive given the guys that they've had, that they've seen go. You know, Garrett Cole has left, Lance McCullers has left. There's so many people... Uh, so many guys that have been staples in their organization and their rotation have left and they've still been able to keep up a high organizational standard. So Houston is still very uh, much in the mix. They could definitely, they definitely have the star power and the pitching and everything that they need to upset the Yankees in the postseason again. <laughs> but I, I guess we'll have to see on that front. Number four, I have the Atlanta Braves and it's... Uh, it's the NL East, not the NL Central, this division, uh, when I was talking about Philly earlier. But um, Atlanta, obviously, they're the reigning champs, plus they have Acuna this year. They, I mean, the only thing that they're really missing from last year is Freddie Freeman, and they have Matt Olson, uh, who's not, I mean, it's not Freddie Freeman, but, you know, I'd rather have Acuna and Olson versus just Freeman. So, you know, this is still a very, very good team that can absolutely compete for a championship. The NL East is going to be a bloodbath here in the second half of the year. Um, Obviously, the Mets, I have them ranked above Atlanta, but the Braves have a lot of really great pieces, and, you know, they have a championship pedigree. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest uh, to see them win this division this year. But at number three, I do have the New York Mets. At number three, Max Scherzer has been lighting up the league. He's been uh, the best pitcher in baseball since he's returned from injury. He's absolutely earning that massive contract that he got this offseason. Uh, Jacob deGrom is coming back. I mean, this team is is definitely, it's already one of the best teams in the National League, and they're getting Jacob, Jacob deGrom back. I really like their lineup. Um, I like everything that's going on in New York right now. 
and it's a very exciting team and I do think that they they slightly uh, beat out Atlanta for that for the top spot on my list in the NL East which is I mean there's so much talent in that division between them the Braves and the Phillies and I think probably all three will be playoff teams um, I mean we'll have to see on that front San Diego and San Francisco are still pretty good um, so we'll have to see on that front but I really really like the Mets number two I have the Dodgers um, there's only two teams in the entire major in, in, in the majors with a plus 100 run differential right now the Dodgers are one of them um, and the Dodgers are clearly clearly the favorite to win the National League this year uh, obviously their pitching is great their lineup is great they have they have stars all over the place um, Clayton Kershaw is starting the all-star game tonight um, and plain simply the Dodgers you know when you when you have as many great players as you have in LA right now it's hard not to be close to or at the very top of this list but nonetheless at number one I, I it hates me it pains me to do it but I have to put the Yankees number one um, they're just absolutely dominating right now Aaron Judge is is absolutely lighting up the league right now He's having the best season of his career. The pitching is phenomenal. The bullpen is phenomenal. Uh, the lineup, I mean, just hits so many home runs. They lead, they lead the league in homers uh, and OPS and, I think, extra base hits. I mean, they lead the league in so many categories. And run differential, I mean, they have the, I mean, when you're beating out the Dodgers in, in run differential, you know you're doing something right. This is clearly the best team in baseball right now. Um, could that change by the postseason? Could the Dodgers potentially, uh, you know, retake the number one spot on my list? They absolutely could, um, especially if the Yankees skid a bit. But I mean, they've the Yankees have showed no signs of of stopping, um, and it looks like that we're on a collision course to see a Yankees Dodgers World Series, which would be an excellent matchup. It would be an excellent World Series. I think that's a series that a lot of people want to see. It's either that or they want to see Yankees. Uh, Mets Subway Series that would be fantastic as well. Um, the one thing that I, that I know is that people don't want to see the Astros in the World Series again. We've seen the Astros too many times. There's too many people that just loathe that organization and what they got away with in terms of cheating, in terms of the the titles that they get to retain. I mean, baseball hates the Astros right now, and they they're sick of them. Um, and if and you know people hate the Yankees, but I I can guarantee you. People would rather see the Yankees in the World Series to root against them and cheer for like the Dodgers or the Braves or, or the Mets or whoever uh, goes up against them than see the Astros get to another World Series. Um, you know, I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of people will be cheering for teams like Tampa Bay, Seattle, Minnesota. You know, once they once the postseason rolls around, but you know, I think that eventually we will see the Yankees in the World Series. That's my prediction. I think they'll probably end up winning it. Um, if I'd had to put my money on one team winning the World Series right now, I would bet on the Yankees. Um, and that pains me to say because I, I absolutely hate the Yankees. I hate them as an organization. I, I you know, I, I just, you know, I, I, I hate the team. But, you know, as an objective person and someone that, that looks at the numbers and looks at, you know, and tries to do these things objectively, you know, the Yankees are the best team in baseball right now, and that's clear. Um, so tomorrow I'm actually going to be giving out my mid-season awards for uh for for the mlb uh, i'll be go going over who's my mid-season mvp rookie of the year cy young you know 
all these all these awards we'll be giving them out tomorrow uh, for both the AL and NL so make sure to tune in to that um, and you know so I want I want to go over uh, I want to shift gears here to the NFL and you know I have no idea where Jimmy Garoppolo is gonna is gonna end up <laughs> I mean you know we're getting s- so close to training camp Your training camp is literally just days away where everyone you know where you know we're you know people are going to work they're they're at practice they're in pads we're literally days away from that and Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have a team and um, it's starting to look like Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be a starting quarterback no matter where he goes I mean even if he gets traded to Seattle today he still has to learn the playbook he still has to you know Get in the get in the locker room with the guys, earn their trust, all by like the second preseason game. And you know the thing with the the new preseason format, with just three games instead of four, is that teams used to have two preseason games, and then yeah, they'd have two preseason games before the third game, which is usually seen as the dress rehearsal. And you really don't establish your starters until that third preseason game. Now with the three game setup, you have just one game. And then that second preseason game is the dress rehearsal. So teams have a lot less t- like game action to decide who their starters are going to be. And you know you can definitely argue that um, the new preseason setup is better for players. Blah 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 blah. And I'd probably agree with you. But there's definitely some downside. There's going to be downsides to every decision. And one of the downsides to to this decision, you know, reducing the number of games to three, is you know, you have less time game action to really see, like, especially your young players and your new guys um, really show their ability to uh, play in games and show that they know what to do in game. So um, it looks like if Jimmy Garoppolo gets traded anywhere, which I think San Francisco absolutely needs to, I've, I've gone over this a couple times. I, d- I think it's a cat. It would be a catastrophic move to keep him in the in the same locker room in the same quarterback room as Trey Lance. I think it undercuts Trey's ability to lead the locker room. I think um, as long as Jimmy is in that building, he's going to have supporters. And if especially if Trey, you know, he has some struggles or you know he has a couple bad games, there's going to be some stirring in that locker room. I know San Francisco loves Jimmy. I know that they think that they can win with Jimmy if uh, Trey Lance gets hurt. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's so important for Trey Lance's development as the leader and the and the face of that franchise that they need to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo in one way or another. It doesn't seem like anybody is willing to give up the second-round draft pick that San Francisco wants. So if I'm San Francisco, I'm taking the fifth-round pick or I'm just releasing him, um, you know, do right by Jimmy here. Do right by, you know, all the things that he's done for your organization, all the wins that you've had with him. You know, repay him by by taking something that, you know, he might be worth a second-round pick. You know, he's somebody that does win football games. You know, he is a starting quarterback in this league, in my opinion. And, you know, you might, you might be telling him, oh, we don't want to trade you for less than what you're worth because um, that would be a disrespect to you. But, you know, if I'm Jimmy, I'm saying, I don't care what you trade me for. You know, I just want to know where I'm playing, and I want to learn the new playbook and get in the room with my new guys and, you know, begin to move on. But San Francisco doesn't want to do that right now. They're holding on to him. I think eventually they're going to have to just trade him for a fifth-round pick. I think that they're actually waiting um, 
for the Deshaun Watson verdict to come down um, and the Deshaun Watson decision because I think that San Francisco believes that if it's a year-long suspension and it's starting to look like it's going to be a year-long suspension, that Cleveland is going to have to uh, resort to trading for another quarterback. And I think San Francisco thinks that Cleveland would take Jimmy. Um, and I've discussed this before. I think Jimmy would be a great fit in Cleveland. I think he would give them, he would give that team a better shot at a title than J- Jacoby Brissett. Um, but I guess we're just going to have to see on that front. But, you know, I'm, I feel bad for Jimmy because, you know, he's somebody that does things the right way. You know, he's a guy that players like, he's a guy that wins. He's a guy that does things the right way. And, um, right now he's in no man's land after that surgery. No one really no one really wanted to take a chance on him with the money that he makes. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where he ends up, if he ends up anywhere for this season, because it's, it's absolutely possible that um, he's just on the San Francisco 49ers roster and he's just not in the building. That's, that's, a, that's an entirely possible scenario as well. So I guess we'll just have to see on that front. But that's going to do it for today's show, guys. Thanks for stopping by today. Uh, This has been the Rabbit's Take Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Sperry. And until next time, peace.